Welcome to the Ryan and Nate's Business Podcast. Come listen to these two blue-collar business guys. Nate, your go-to automotive repairer, and Ryan, your local heating and air contractor, talk about business, how to help you, and hear stories from our local unsung heroes. Community matters to them, and so does a healthy business. Here's Ryan and Nate. All right, everybody. Uh, welcome to the Ryan and Nate Business Podcast. Uh, today, we have Michael Berardi with us. Um, he's a general manager and co-founder of Okamoka, which is a local coffee shop here in our hometown of Arbutus. Uh, it's a coffee shop, and it's got a super unique uh, business uh, model to the way it works. And I'm, I'm loving the fact that we get to have Michael on with us today. Uh, so we can start talk about the start of the coffee shop, how it got going, what the rest of the story is since it got going a few years ago um, and what makes it different. Cause uh, what I, what I loved about you, Michael, when I met you is I can tell that you're very passionate about the community and like, I feel like that's your main goal is the community. And you just happen to use coffee, live music and, you know, smiles around the coffee shop to make it happen. So thanks for being with us today, man. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. I love to see what you guys are doing here. Um, you know, making these connections is how how things are going to get better. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks for being here. Um, tell us a little bit about your story to start with. Like, my, I have a little, a small window of your story, but my, my, my knowledge has started in UMBC. Yeah, absolutely. So this was back in 2017. Um, I was in the entrepreneurship program at UMBC. They have a minor there. And uh, there was a class of 16 of us uh, that took creative problem solving and the socialpreneur. And essentially, they had asked us, you know, how can we improve the relationship between UMBC and the surrounding communities? How can we really start to connect and make a real difference in the area around UMBC? Because it can't just be all about us, right? Um, and so it came out of that class. We, we talked to a ton of students. Like, we talked to people on campus. We talked to community members. We were going to as many meetings and events as we could just to connect with people and learn more about what's already going on, um, what opportunities are there, what do people want to see, uh, what do people feel like might be lacking, and, and where do we go from there? And so we ended up uh, looking at other schools and looking at, you know, okay, we see they have an Office of Community Affairs. They have people intentionally doing this work. Um, we see schools with thriving main streets where you know, students are just naturally wanting to go down there because there's so much to offer. Um, and and so we were looking at our area and saying, you know, well, what improvements can be made um, and also what strengths are already in the community as well. Um, one big thing that we saw was that a lot of people wanted more space, just workspace generally. And so that's where um, the idea for the back of the shop kind of came from, which we'll get into a little bit later. So yeah, essentially we were we were just talking to people trying to figure out what was going on in the community and how can we help? What can we yeah. provide that people don't have already? Space was a big thing. Um, more of an outlet for artistic expression as well. We saw that there wasn't much going on in terms of artistic expression in Arbutus specifically. Um, and so we saw an opportunity there. Coffee shops historically have been a beautiful place for people to gather, for people to just engage in dialogue, talk about what's going on. 
you know, have impromptu meetings and date nights and, you know, all of these different things can happen in a coffee shop. And so we thought that that was the perfect venue to help us start to bring people in and talk about the work that we're doing. Um, yeah, so see, we, you have like art in the walls and yeah, we have from the local schools. about 120 feet of gallery space, and we've done partnerships with local schools, with the Arbutus Arts Festival, with local artists, um, art organizations in Baltimore City, uh, Baltimore County Arts Guild. We've worked with all different types of organizations and people in the area. Um, and then, yeah, we have a stage. We do open mic nights, poetry slams. Um, Solo performances. Open mic as in comedy? Open mic, we do... Or you can do whatever you want. We do... We've done both before, so... Mm -hmm. um, but mostly whatever you want. You know, we got music, poetry, um, all of that, so... Poetry slam. I've never been to a poetry slam. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. They're a lot of fun, actually. They're really yeah. cool. Yeah. In my mind, it's, there's the, the movie uh, So I Married an Axe Murderer. Have you ever seen that? I haven't. All right. I always. No. I, I am constantly bringing up movie references that no one knows about. <laughs> My I'm goodness. Constantly not knowing movie references. Okay. All right. So. <laughs> well, there's like a just like the spoken word poetry just read in a in a coffee shop. So that's in my mind. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're 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 really cool. The, before COVID, actually, our poetry events were our most popular events. They were packing the place out. We haven't done a poetry specific event in a long time, um, but yeah, they they are very popular. And there's there's a lot of cool work going on in the city around them as well. So, okay. Okay. Yeah, really good outlet for people. Yeah, yeah. You you mentioned. I wanted to go back. You said socialpreneur. Can you tell us what that is? Yeah, so socialpreneur is an entrepreneur who is focused on a social issue, who is focused on impact, uh, who is focused on more of a social responsibility as opposed to strictly looking for profit, strictly looking to grow. Um, those things can happen alongside of trying to accomplish a mission and help people along the way. So it's, it's, it's a really cool blend of... Um, uh, of strictly business, but also doing really good work as well. And you were a business major at UMBC. So I studied media and communications at okay. UMBC, and I minored in entrepreneurship and innovation. Okay. Yeah. And did you know that you back in college that you wanted to go like this other? I wouldn't say a spin, but like it's a the traditional reason someone goes to college for business is might not have social issues at the top of their their mind. Um. I mean, I always knew that I wanted to do something that had a positive impact on the world. I definitely did not know Okamoku was going to be what I was doing after college. I had planned on going into the Peace Corps uh, when I graduated originally. That was my plan. I was working on getting into a program there. Um, but everything with Okamoku sort of started developing. And uh, and then once it became more of a real vision, um, I realized that I, that was more of my place at, at that time. Yeah. Very cool. So in the community, what have been your wins? You know, you have Okamoka, but you're trying to get outside of just, you know, the impact on the community. So what wins have you had either with Okamoka, like somebody coming in and you're able to provide something for them or a win of like, oh, we talked to this business down the street and like we made them better or something like that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 
There's a ton of wins that I can talk about, a lot of really cool things that we've been able to be a part of, um, but it's some of those smaller moments that actually really jump out to me the most. And one that, the first thing that popped in my head when you asked is I was talking to an artist who submitted to our gallery and had their work up and we were talking about their work. And in that conversation, they told me that they never considered themselves an artist until they had gotten accepted into our exhibit. And mm. that sticks with me to this day because they were able to identify a, a new part of themselves that that they can now use as a creative outlet to share their messages with the world. You know, they were already doing awesome work, but until they had an opportunity to put it out there and saw that people liked it, people accepted it, you know, they really weren't identifying as an artist. So that was a big win for us right there. Um, beyond that, I mean, we're doing a ton of events uh, all the time. Yeah, what was the one you were telling me about? Um, the One Cup? One million cups. Yeah, what's that about? Yeah, so that was really exciting. We worked with the Alex Brown Center of Entrepreneurship at UMBC and then uh, got GABA involved as well now. And we've um, been designated as the Baltimore location of One Million Cups, which is this national organization through the Kauffman Foundation. And essentially, it brings together uh, local entrepreneurs, business leaders, community leaders, anybody who wants to be a part of it can be a part of it. Um, and there's two speakers that come up and you get six minutes to talk about your organization and what's been going on and some opportunities for support that you may need. And then 20 minutes of sort of dialogue that happens after that. And so we're going to be doing it on the first and third Wednesday of every month at Okamoka in the community meeting room. And it's just a great place to connect, to learn about what people are trying to get started in the community and how we can start to build a network of support for each other. Has it started already or is it going to start soon? It starts next week on March 15th at 9 a.m. 9 a.m.? Yep. So it's one million cups because every week uh, there's supposed to be, you know, one million people drinking a cup of coffee at the same time doing the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Are, are most of them in coffee shops like that? Like, are a lot of them, or is it just? I don't think so. It's just a random so, thing that you happen to also be a coffee shop. Yeah. So we really care about entrepreneurship. We really care about coffee. Yeah. And when we found out about it, we were like, "Well, this is a beautiful yeah, yeah, yeah. fit." Yeah. Uh, Kevin Fulmer from UMBC was the one who who sort of helped suggest it and, and get it get it started. And um, and all of them have coffee available. That's a requirement for the event is that there's coffee at the event. But I don't think most of them are actually at coffee shops. Mm. Which may be the 9 a.m. thing, dude. You don't want to be drinking coffee at like 7 o'clock at night. <laughs> <laughs> that, that that makes a lot more sense. So you said March 15th? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. That, well, that sounds fun. What, what is, um, I, I feel like in my mind, like your business has like a, there's a it's a convergence like a maybe like a bridge between like a couple different things and um what is your relationship now with umbc yeah absolutely so um the relationship is complicated in a lot of ways so but one easy way to sort of distinguish is thinking of it through the lens of oka and through the lens of mocha and so OCA stands for Opportunities for Community Alliances, and that's where we're really partnered with UMBC um, in order to put on all of these events, in order to get art out there in the world. In order, we we've also done you know street festivals on East Drive, um, and 
uh, community cookouts uh, on UMBC's property. And so a lot of that work is done collaboratively. Uh, there's also an office actually in our space in the back where uh, members of UMBC will work out of a couple times a week so that if you're in the community and you don't know where to go on campus to connect and you really want to find a way to connect with UMBC in some sort of way, you can just come to the OCA office and Marianne is usually the one who's sitting in there and talk to Marianne. It's like, like open office hours. Yeah, yeah, in a way, exactly. So one of the big things is trying to just connect the resources of the university as well as of the community to each other and make sure that there's more more uh, collaboration happening. So we also um, have an internship program for UMBC students, and uh, they help us with um, you know the event planning, with running live sound, uh, with rotating out the gallery, and so that's a... We also try to make it more of like a workforce development program where they're getting tangible skills in creative fields that oftentimes there aren't a lot of entry-level opportunities. And so we fund that internship um, and help manage it as well. Hmm. What um, So if every business has friction points, right? Like yeah, absolutely. we all have friction. If you didn't have any friction in your business, then you could just do whatever you want. You had all the money in the world. You had all the resources in the world. Um, what is your vision? What is your hope and dream for Okamoka? Yeah, so, I mean, I think that if we could do even more than what we were doing now, um, one, we'd be making our own coffee already. We'd be roasting some coffee, which hopefully is coming soon. Um, but two, we would be really out there putting on more big like bigger events in mm -hmm. the community hosting you know market spaces and and creating opportunities for other people who are interested in their local economy to get more involved and really bringing in resources to Arbutus, bringing in resources to baltimore county um and yeah i'd say i'd say just being able to do what we're already doing but on a bigger scale so on the bigger scale in, in our area, not so much a bigger scale um, around the country. Like you, you have a real heart for Arbutus and Hale Thorpe. Two one two one two two seven. Let's say that. Um, not two two two. What's Catonsville? <laughs> I don't even care. Um, oh man, you just made some enemies. I did. I did. <laughs> Sorry. I lived in Catonsville for a while, so let's say that. Um, yeah, so I mean, is Okamoka something that you want to take uh, outside of this area one day? Um, one day, that's not my personal goal and my personal vision. Mm -hmm. um, I know that Deepu is my partner that I work very closely with. He definitely has more of a vision for, for that yeah. type of expansion. Mm -hmm. um, and I have thought about it. I mean, I think that our model works really well, and I think it could help a lot of communities. And right. so if our model is able to be used to help other communities, absolutely. Um, I just don't necessarily see myself being the person to do that. Sure. Um, Fair. Yeah. One other really cool thing that we're that we're sort of in the very beginning grounds of thinking through is creating more equitable models of doing business and creating more opportunities for workers to have pathways to ownership as well. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that we're exploring and that's something that is more along the lines of where I would want to take things moving forward. Um, so when you say workers, you mean like the people who work for Okamoka 
to have equity in the company. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. There's a lot of businesses do that type of model and, and works out great. I have a good friend of mine. Um, he's also in heating and air conditioning and that company provided shares every year you work there, you got a percentage of the company. Um, and he retired as a vice president. So that's awesome. cause he worked there for so long. That's really encouraging. Yeah. So are there, um, it just occurs to me, like to me, this model is unique. Uh, are there other people doing this any in any other like are you were you taking yeah, notes from other more people the, um, more outside of Maryland because I feel like Okamoko would be something people would be excited about getting in their community because you do a lot man you know um, I mean you heard of us pretty quickly and um, or I don't know how this relationship started maybe we reached out to you I don't know but I, I think it was a little bit of both. It was a little bit I feel of like both. I reached out to you, but you had already heard of us. Like I, you have your finger like on the pulse of this place. <laughs> yeah. I'm in like every single community Facebook group that you can be in. Um, I also sit on the board of GABA. And so when you guys joined, I had heard about you from there. Okay. And then just a couple of days later, I was seeing you posting about uh, Will um, right down the road. And, okay. And so... It was just, yeah, it kind of just happened all at once. And then within a few days after that, you were reaching out. I was like, this yeah, is yeah, incredible. Yeah, I did my, cre- my creepy email out to you. And you're like, wait, <laughs> I actually heard of this guy. Okay. Yeah, and I kind of, I'm not going to lie, I kind of saw it coming because when you put out that post asking people what other businesses would you like to see, I saw people commenting Okamoka. I was like, oh, this is so exciting. Like, I was, mm, yeah. Yeah, I was really happy to see that that yeah. was all already happening. Yeah, mm-hmm. we, we love working with people that it's like, the community knows you and like we, we love working with people that have a reputation of integrity and like you're you have you have that reputation out there. People talk about, you know, Okamoka, talk about Mike. Oh thank you. Yeah, and people are excited about what you're doing. So yeah, yeah I, I told you I we realized before this podcast started that my, my wife's been going into Okamoka for a long time and she's like, Yeah, yeah, he's getting shaggy, his beard's getting longer, man. It's looking good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I'm letting it go for a little while. Yeah, yeah. So you're known like. for your beard game and your your uh, your coffee game. Amazing. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's cool. I want to lean in a little bit more. I'll ask you, like you you said that your your vision isn't necessarily to take it to other places. Like it might, that might be for somebody else. But like, what is your what do you bring to Okamoka? Like, what is your your the the magic sauce of Mike Berardi? Like, that you seem pretty self aware. Um, I think that, I think that the energy that I bring to the table is, is something that really helps. Um, I think Mm -hmm. that just being sort of authentic and understanding of people and connecting with people and putting the people first Mm. is, is really what I'm able to bring to the table. Um, because ultimately, that's all anything is. It's just the relationships and the decisions that people are making together. And so how do we make a sure? A lot of people don't understand that, though. Yeah. You know? It makes sense to you, but it doesn't make sense to a lot of people. Yeah, it doesn't but make sense. But they love it when they see it. And I think that's why you have the reputation that you do in the, na- in the, the community. Well, yeah. I really appreciate that. Yeah, so I, I, think it's just, I think it's just about really connecting with people on a, on a, on a real level yeah. that, that matters the most. Why should someone work for Okamoko? Cause it's a lot of fun. <laughs> Cause I'm there. It's, it, I mean, I mean, don't you want to hang out? With me? <laughs> yeah, I mean, like for people that are listening that haven't been there, it's like 
you know, it's it, it's got all the things that you need in a coffee shop. Like it's got good, it's got good coffee. That's number one, and then there's good food there too, and it's got a good environment. There's like really that, good those, people there. Yeah, that's, and it's that's like that's what it comes down to. I love I working like. from there. Like I'll go and just I'll spend all you know to pick my daughter up from school and like we'll go over there and spend an hour or two and just work from there because it's like everybody you look around there's board games like there's people hanging out there's a lot of people working um it's it's a cool place to hang out yeah i think that the connections that happen there are really cool too we've seen little projects come out of people just meeting there or you know or you know we have somebody who reserved the room for something specific and somebody else who reserved it for a similar thing where like oh you guys should talk to each other you know and and helping to make those connections happen so i think that there's just there's just a lot of movement there's a lot of energy happening there there's a lot of people putting themselves out there and um i mean the music is cool the art's cool like it's just it's just a nice place to it's a good environment to be in so i'm honestly super blessed that i get to work there and that i get to be a part of all of that Mm. Sweet. Is it? Is it? Um, the other thing that occurs to me is like you know I, I was looking at your story like, and, and correct me if I'm wrong. I think it was a 2018 or so that it started. 2019. 19 is when November. it opened. Yeah. Um. So has it has it done what you wanted it to do when it was like in the when it was stuck in your brain or in your the team of people's brains? Um, has it done? It's done what we've wanted and more. It's just taken us a lot longer than we thought because it's been very challenging through COVID. Um, you know, a lot of our model was based on gathering people together in a small space. And so that wasn't working for a while. So we had to switch it up in a lot of ways. But I do really think that the impact that we envisioned is starting to happen. I think that connections in the community are growing. And I, I do think that, that we're doing what we want it to, to do. Um, and you know, we're only able to do that because of the incredible community that we're a part of. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, are there any other businesses in the community? Like you're wildly involved. So are, can you think of any businesses in the community that you would like to highlight or you say, you know, th these people get involved a lot and they help us out a lot. Or is, or is there any kinship to um, what you have going on? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, all the businesses on East Drive are always really excited to participate in what we have going on. Mm -hmm. I mean, Sorrento's is a staple of mm -hmm. Arbutus. It's been around forever, but whenever we want to do something, they're excited to get involved. They're ready to be involved. Mm. Um, Cactus Silvestre right next door. Um, Antonio's a good friend of mine. He, he loves helping out whenever possible. Um, Rockshore Media is okay. one that I feel like is a little bit less known, but they've done an incredible job of bringing um, more attention in the film industry mm -hmm. to Baltimore County. And so they're right around the corner from you guys, like less mm. than a minute from here, I think. Mm. And they have the highest tech uh, film studio on the entire East Coast, from what I understand, if not at least just Maryland, but I think on the East Coast. Um, and they're doing really cool things over there. They're really excited to get into the community. Um, good friend of mine had started that. Unfortunately, he uh, passed away recently. And so I make it a point to always keep promoting them because they're doing incredible work. His vision is still being pushed. And um, What's yeah, the company it's called? A beautiful resource in Baltimore County. It's called Rockshore Media. Rockshore Studios is there sort of subset that that has the the studio there yeah cool. Um, but they do a ton of production work you can rent out their studio 
Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but there's, I mean, I could I could go on listing organizations that we've worked with. There's so many that are doing really good work in the area and just really good people behind them as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's really cool. Tell us a little bit about the, um, you, I want to make sure we f- go back to the loose thread. You mentioned the the meeting room and you you kind of pump, you, you, you mentioned it just a few times, but like for people yeah. that don't know Okamoka, like there's like a whole other half of to like the square footage there that is dedicated to this room. Can you talk about that just for a second? Yeah, so the community meeting room uh, is a space in the back of Okamoka, um, and it's outfitted with all rolling tables and chairs. It's got an 85-inch screen TV with a WebEx room kit for hybrid meetings. It's got two uh, 8-foot chalkboard, or sorry, uh, dry erase boards. Um, And then it has garage doors that you can open up to make it more of like an open or closed kind of feeling for an event. Um, it's a multi-purpose space. It can be used for meetings or events. Um, and I mean, we've had a, a wide range of things happening back there, but I think the, the thing that people love to hear is that it's completely free to reserve. So there's no charge for using the space. Um, we really wanted to provide a space where people who are enthusiastic and excited about a project, but might not have the funding, the resources, the office space to really focus in can come there and meet and, and, and get it done. Cool. Yeah. So on our website, we have a public calendar. You can see exactly when the room is when it's reserved, and then you can put in a reservation directly through there as well. Okay. You said you've had baby showers there before. Yeah, we've had baby showers there. We've had we've had a kayak club come and do meetings. They would bring their kayak and do like demonstrations, and then they would like map out their their routes on the waterways and like just, just completely. It, it just occurs to me, like, is, do you ever have to say no to someone? Like, no, that's too weird. You can't do that here. Uh, not yet. Okay. But I challenge someone to <laughs> to come up with an idea. Okay. That we just have to say no it, to. I just I, in my mind, I, I just imagine it. It could go off the rails. It, a little bit. Yeah, no, it could, it could. We haven't had that yet, though. Okay, uh, I mean, kayak club and a baby shower. That's funny. That'd yeah. be good. Yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. What um, what do you, what would you like the community to lean into more? I mean, you know, you have all these resources. You're waving a flag, saying, "Hey, come, come and see." You know, come check us out. Um, what do you need from the community? Anything other than just buying some coffee? Yeah, I mean, I think just come into the space, come into the events, showing support for for the artists who are in the space. Um, buying coffee is cool, but there's so many ways to engage in the space. Reserve the room, you know. Come up with a community project that you want to be a part of. Come up with some ideas and and put it out there, you know. Put your vision out there, and the more that people. The, the more you can get people to sort of stick to that idea, the more cool things will start to happen in the area. So yeah. it's really not all about us. It's about inspiring people to continue to do the work that they truly want to be living into. Yeah, I mean, it's really cool that you have this space because there's a lot of value taking um, people outside of your space and talking to them. Um, one thing I'm really big on is one-on-ones with your employees, you know, and in my organization, the managers have one-on-ones once a week, uh, and I probably have one-on-ones once every other month, I would say. Um, just let the employees know that I'm at an arm's length away. 
because when you build the organization, you want to make it to where your managers, and I'm not talking to you, but I'm just saying in general, your managers have full autonomy to take care of your people. Um, they have full autonomy to hold your people accountable and do the one-on-ones and everything, but you don't want to feel so distanced as an owner that your people feel like they can't come up and talk to you. Because right. there's things that they'll talk to you about that they won't talk to their manager about and and vice versa. So I'm a big fan on the one-on-ones, but typically when I do the one-on-ones, it's never in here. Um, I'm taking them off site. I'm saying, Hey, meet me here and we're going to talk for an hour and then, or I'll hop in the, you know, we do heating and air conditioning. So we have, you know, the guys, they take their vans to each call, you know, so then I'll hop in the van with them and I'll do a couple calls with them or something. Um, but there is a lot of value in having a space that you can go to and say, hey, we're just going to meet here instead of like where we normally meet and stuff like that. There's a lot of value. Um, one thing we learned when we went to that training in Texas is uh, having the room be big with a tall ceiling. Um, that way you it feels bigger and you have room to think. Um, one thing that I learned from uh, his name is Howard. He was the old president of uh, Starbucks. I will, you're, you're looking at me like I know. I have no idea what's in your brain. Yeah, <laughs> I'll get it in three seconds. You're, you're going to bring Starbucks up while we have Okamoka on here. Schultz. <laughs> yeah. But there's two. Uh, the current owner of Starbucks. Um. Is Schultz, I think. Oh, okay. Um, I think this one is Behair, Bear. Anyway, it's this guy. Anyway. Oh, nice. He wrote a book about um, the, te- the temperature of a room and um, the feeling of a room. And what he did with Starbucks, he was the owner in the late 90s, um, acting CEO then. But he and he was the first one to bring Starbucks to Tokyo too, and was the first one to make it a, a national brand. Right. Um, I met him probably early last month. He did. He was like a keynote speaker at this event I went to, and then you got to go talk to him after. Um, but he talked about the temperature of the room, and when you close your eyes, what does the room feel like? And he said he did that in Starbucks for literally two or three weeks. And that's when Starbucks really changed from, you know, a coffee place to a environment to be in. Now, if you close your eyes in this room, you'll see that the wall's not painted. You're going to let it go, man. You're not going to let it go. We're getting on it. But, um, you know, I think there's real value in that is having a space where the garage doors can open. It feels really big inside, and you have the space to think. You have the space to have community. You have the space, and that's your temperature. That's the feeling in your space, and that's really cool. Um, And the more you lean into that, the more it's going to be whatever your vision is, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I like the way that you frame that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. What um it occurred to me like he's talking about we're we're big on learning from people so like I, I'm just curious if you have any time from this guy already yeah <laughs> have you uh, 
Um, who do you look like? Who have you been looking up to for the last? You know, it could be this year or last couple of years. Like, are, are there, is there like books that you've read or people you've met with, mentors at UMBC? Yeah. So, I mean, that's one thing that I've loved about UMBC is just the amount of mentorship that happens there. Mm -hmm. Um, So there's been several people along the way that have been just incredibly helpful as mentors. Uh, Gib Mason, Lisa Auction, Joe Regeer, Nancy Young, um, all from UMBC. Um, Jason, you know, has also been a community member who reached out and, and has provided mentorship. I think that it's important, the same way that you're saying that you're always able to learn something from someone i think that you know with everyone that you talk to there's something that can be learned you know and so we're we're constantly learning from our own baristas we're learning from our interns we're learning from everyone around us trying to see how are people perceiving this how are people you know what i mean Mm -hmm. And, and and so i think that it's really important to just always stay curious um but, yeah, there's tons of people in my life who have been really influential and, and really supportive in a lot of ways. Um, my parents have been huge supports through the whole process as well, and I look to them. My dad ran an electrical company for eight years. My mom has done a lot of freelance work in the creative fields. And so, um, yeah, yeah, I think it's important to always stay learning. Yeah, yeah, no, that's good. I mean, I don't think yeah, you could, I think that's good. I was going to say, I, couldn't, I don't think you could be where you're at. Um you know, out of college with this idea along with the team that you have. I know I know it's not just you, but it's there's yeah, other yeah. there's other people here doing yeah, that at 100%. Okamoka. I don't think you could be there without a good curious attitude to be learning. And everything you're talking about bridging gaps between uh, the community and businesses and the university that's right, you know, down the road. You can't do that without being curious. 100%. Right. 100%. To learn to learn about people. Exactly. And yeah, yeah, I think that's why you'll be wildly successful, Mike, is because you you have that great personality, you care about people, and then you said a key word a minute ago is how are people perceiving this? And that's what matters more than anything. Uh, all three of those matter more than anything, I would say, because how people perceived your product, how people perceive them get, you know, purchasing a coffee or, or going into the space, how are people perceiving that? To have an owner that even thinks about that is really, really important because, you know, Nate and I have our consulting business and we go on the owners all the time that they don't even think about how their customer perceived a guy coming through the door, you know, and we, you know, we focus on consulting for like home services, electrical, HVAC, plumbing, automotive, um, whatever. But like our guys, they're always clean. You know, they put the shoe covers on when they come through the door. When they come, it's how you perceived. We have, uh, Beltway has some of the nicest vans available, right? Because when they pull up to the door, like, oh, we hired the guys, you know? So um, your attitude of, uh, we're going to figure it out, it's going to be okay, and I'm really happy, and I really care about you as an individual, and hey, um, how are people perceiving this experience? It's not buying a coffee. It's an experience. It's not a storefront. It's a community. You know what I mean? Exactly. I think that's uh, that's what I think your superpower is, man. Well, yeah. I really, think it's really cool. Really appreciate appreciate you saying that. <laughs> <laughs> superpower is not getting words out sometimes. Um, Same. I do want to say though, it's really not about me. Like Okamoka, from the very beginning, has been a group effort and has been. 
there's so many people who have been involved. I'm fortunate to be the person who gets to show up and tell the story and talk about what's going on and, mm-hmm. and, and help make decisions. But it really is about the team that we have behind the counter. It's about our intern team. It's about the founding students who helped come up with the idea in the first place. It's about all of the people who have helped us get to this place, all of the businesses who have been excited to engage with us. It's That's the real secret sauce of Okamoka is, is just that energy that people want to be a part of and, and, and the change that's happening. And, and um, I think that it's important. It's important to really highlight that it's there's no one person who can who can push anything forward so um if people want to stay connected with you and like what's going on with okamoka like um like give you a chance to plug like how to stay connected and how to learn more about you i know if they're local they could probably just show up at okamoka and get a coffee and they'll there's a probably better than 50 percent chance they'll bump into you yeah definitely. Uh, but other than that how do people stay connected with you yeah sure so um through social media at okamoka umbc uh, we primarily use instagram and facebook um, if you want to connect with me personally, uh, Michael at Okamoka.com um, is my email. Uh, but yeah, show up, come and, and don't just come looking for me. Talk to the baristas, talk to the people sitting around if, if they look friendly and want to talk. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you know, then then yeah, just connect with the space, connect with, with the people there more generally too. Cool. Cool. Thanks, man. Thanks for being with us today. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me again. And thank you for what you guys are doing. Yeah, man.